This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona, this is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. That's why this audience is gonna have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Uh, Wednesday, 7 June, the year of our Lord, 2023. Obviously, from the first hour, uh, things are on fire. Uh, there's so many fronts we're fighting on, uh, each and every one important. I want to go now to Kimberly Fletcher, Mom's Delivery. And by the way, we've got Colonel Harvey's going to come up. We're going to talk about this win we had on Sequoia, the, the, what it means for us, and particularly for our national defense. And we're trying to get Congressman Burchett on about this uh, revelation uh, of this whistleblower about the uh, about the UFOs and the pilots, all that. We got to make sure it's not a misdirection play. And Congressman Burchett of Tennessee is all over that. Uh, Kimberly uh, Fletcher, uh, you know, we had this uh, riot by um, uh, the I should say a a riot by Antifa out there at a, another school board meeting in um, in L.A. with these Armenian dads just threw down hard and said, "We're tired of this. We're tired of the grooming. We're tired of the propaganda in the schools." We had Moms for Liberty has been targeted by the Southern Poverty Law Center as an anti-government uh, group, which means, you know, all of a sudden they're going to get a tag on them. Walk me through Moms for America. What are you guys doing? Walk me through the fight that you're in right now. And do you feel like the left, the source back left, is coming after your organization? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, so I would just like to uh, welcome Moms for Liberty into the club. Um, Moms for America was added to the Southern Poverty Law Center's hate list, and they are literally the biggest hate group in the country. Uh, it's years ago, and this year they targeted even specific groups um, of part of Moms for America. We have Virginia Moms for America was specifically targeted, and they cited the reason was because of all the work that we did to help get Youngkin and Sears elected and to promote parental rights in Loudoun County. So obviously there is a pushback against any parent who's out there trying to fight for the rights of their of their their own rights and those of their children. You know what? Moms care about the same things. All moms care about the same things. And that's why this crosses all divides, all political, all racial, all economic levels. Moms care about their kids and we're going to fight for our children and no one is going to put up no mother is going to put up with someone telling them they're not your children and you don't get to raise them. So we're their biggest threat right now. We stand in between what they want and what we have, and that's our children. Kimberly, explain to me, this is what I don't understand. Southern Poverty Law Center, and I keep telling people this, they're quite powerful in the fact, they're very corrupt, but very powerful because as soon as they do these designations, the mainstream media can get off the hook and always say, well, Moms for America, a, you know, one of these radical groups. What is it specifically about your fight for parental rights that they either come to you and, and complain or they cite as, uh, as uh, something that makes you a designated group? What is it specifically that you guys have done in the parental rights movement uh, that makes you dangerous according to their standards? Well, we stand for common sense. And one of the things that I tell people all the time is, you know, there's a great book out there called um, great story, The Emperor's New Clothes, and The Emperor's Naked. 
when no one is out there shouting, the emperor is naked. So everybody is buying into every crazy loon idea that's coming across the path. And we are standing up and saying, uh, no, this is not okay. We've pushed back against Target. We held, um, just today, we held a uh, Protect Women's Sports uh, press conference at Washington, D.C. at the Capitol with members of Congress and female sports figures. And the, anything that we do that introduces common sense, uh, we're really pushing back on this ideology of this, this transgender idea. They are literally creating this. We have had people ask us, well, where was this? Has this always been out there and we just missed it? And I, I'm like, no, they're manufacturing it in the classrooms. So specifically what we have done is we've shined a light on all the things that they're doing in the classrooms, in the schools. And, and I, as one mom, have been shouting from the rooftops to anybody who would listen for the last two decades. And up until 2020, they all just looked at me like a helicopter parent with a tinfoil hat until 2020 happened. And all the parents realized everything that I've been saying that your children are being exposed to is really happening. And anything that you think is happening in the classroom is worse than you could possibly imagine. You're saying during the lockdowns when and during the COVID situation when parents, the kids were at home and the parents would be walking by and checking the computer see the Zoom meeting and go, whoa, hang on, what's being taught? I'm not, I'm not hearing them learn calculus. I'm not hearing them learn rhetoric or grammar. I'm seeing propaganda. What, what inspired you? Give us your, give us your, your story. What inspired you to, to found Moms for America? Well, I founded the organization in 2004, and it literally started in, in, in 2001. My husband was stationed at the Pentagon on 9-11, and through a series of literal miracles, he came home safe that day. And that changed me. I, it was the day I guess I woke up and I, and I thought, wait a minute, something is not right. I've always been patriotic. I pledged the flag. I you know, lived my life, took care of my kids, but something wasn't right. And that was the day that I went from being patriotic to being a patriot. And I've been on the front lines of freedom ever since playing the long game. And that's that's one of the things I think, I will tell you, I think that what scares the left the most is the fact that women are now engaged and uniting. Um, one of the things that we do that, that they hammer us a lot for is teaching women, moms, about America. We've, our history and our heritage has been literally stripped from us. And we have a program, our signature program called the Cottage Meeting Project. It's like Tupperware for Liberty. And you just bring your friends, neighbors, family members into your home. And instead of promoting plasticware, you're promoting the principles of liberty through inspiring stories, examples moms can relate to, and it instantly resonates with them. And that's what leads them to action. Because moms don't wake up in the morning and say, I'm gonna be an activist today. They have to be fighting for something or against something. We give them something to fight for. So when they need to fight against, they're more empowered. We have flipped school boards. We have moms who've been running for school board. We have women who are running for Congress um, from school board to Congress all across the, the, the palette. I mean, it's just amazing how they get involved. They're holding cottage meetings in their homes. They're reaching out to their community. They're getting involved in their schools. They're creating relationships. They're not just angry. They're empowered. And they realize that their rights come from God, not government. That is the most empowering thing when they go in and they start talking to these members, whether that's Congress or whether it's a school board. So that's what scares them. And that's what they don't like about us. Kimberly, how do people get to the website? How do they find out more about uh, Moms for America? How do they find out how they can either join a chapter, create a chapter, all of it? You can come to momsforamerica.us, and we're also on all social media platforms that they haven't knocked us off of yet. Um, we're back on. Everybody who lost us on uh, Twitter, we're back. Um, but 
momsforamerica.us. You can find us there, all our programs, and we'd love to have you join with this network, this mighty movement of moms across the country reclaiming our culture. How did you get pulled? How did you get pulled down from Twitter? You said you're back. What, what did Kimberly? Uh, you, you, you look like a fighter, but why, why did why did Elon Musk and the crew pull you guys down? We were actually pulled down before Elon. When Elon came, we actually got to be put back on. So thank you, Elon, for allowing us to have our free speech. Uh, honestly, it started with COVID. Um, on Twitter, we started to ask questions. Uh, should we wear a mask? Um, what is this vaccine that you're trying to put on our children? And they shut us down and said we went against their community standards. Facebook has blocked us. YouTube keeps taking down our videos. Um, just to give you an example of how crazy this is, in 2019, every year we do something for Constitution Week. In 2019, we held a press conference in Washington, D.C. with members of Congress on Constitution Day. And it was it was celebrating Constitution Day and Olga Weber, the Ohio mom in 1955 who started it. And we posted it up on Facebook and they pulled it down and said it went against their community standards. So women in the Constitution are against their community standards. No, community standards. Unbelievable. Well, good for uh, Elon and the team for putting you back up there. One more time. Where do people go, Kimberly? Momsforamerica.us. Kimberly, fight on. We love fighters here in the war room, and you're certainly a fighter. Thank you for joining us. Godspeed. Looking forward to having you back. Thank you. Okay, folks, the Precinct Strategy, the Moms for America, the Moms for Liberty, all these groups, make sure you find one, get the information. i tell you one thing. Once you join a group or come associated, uh, whatever it is, it'll change your life. You'll see connections you haven't made before. Uh, 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 camaraderie you haven't seen. It's just incredible. Remember, one of the things about people getting older, they keep saying your world gets smaller and smaller. One thing we promise you, particularly uh, our folks that are maybe the boomers, not our younger crowd, but the boomers, uh, we commit to you that if you're part of the war room uh, cadre, part of the posse, and all the people we introduce you to, and you join up, your world will get bigger. It won't get smaller. So don't don't buy that. That your world gets smaller as you get older. That does not have to happen. That's a conscious choice. Remember about agency. We've had a, uh, we've had a big win. I got to bring in Colonel Harvey, Derek Harvey. Uh, Colonel, thank you for joining us. By the way, Colonel, I, I want to make sure people know, y y tell us about, you, you've got also a, I've known you for years, as I call you the Lawrence of Arabia of Iraq, for your great efforts there. You're one of the smartest guys, particularly MAGA and advisor to President Trump, everything like all that. We're going to get on that in a second, but you also have a you have a day job. You're not getting very involved in, in local politics. Just tell us what your tell us what your. I want to make sure people know about your endeavors there before we talk about Sequoia Capital. Okay, well, thanks for that opportunity, Steve. And um, I'm an elected county commissioner in uh, Western County of Maryland called Washington County, and in that responsibility, we have combined executive and legislative uh, authorities over. Everything that's going on in the county, for the most part, everything from the police, public safety, fire, we fund the schools, oversight of the school system, uh, highway roads, um, water, sewer, development, zoning, the gamut of things. So yeah, I wanted to get involved because when I looked at things a couple of years ago and I saw what was going on in places like Loudoun County, I decided, uh, you know, I have a young family. I have a 10-year-old, a 6-year-old, and a 2-year-old. And you know, this is our home, and I wanted to, to fight to protect the traditions and values and character of our county. And we went for Trump in this county by 62%.
but we've got inroads from, you know, the D.C. Beltway, uh, the liberalism coming in, and we've got, you know, the Democratic Socialist Republic of Annapolis here at our state house trying to impose things on our community. So I'm, I'm, here, I'm taking up some, yeah. Here's what's so important. It's about the precinct strategy about change comes locally. Derek Harvey is one of the biggest picture guys I know, House Intel chief of staff over the National Security Council at the White House. He'll be very prominent in, in a very senior role in the uh, in the Trump uh, second term. But and, and the issues you deal with are the biggest geopolitical uh, and national security intelligence and, quite frankly, economic issues facing the world. It's one of the things that in the war we pride ourselves having guys like you can explain to working class, middle class people, and all of a sudden they start to understand how the world works. But you also got inspired and said, hey, even while I'm doing that, and that's my profession, I need to get involved here at the local level. What, ha- what has been the biggest single thing that you found since you've gone from the highest level of kind of geopolitics and, 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 uh, and, uh, and economics and, and national security intel to actually have to get down to a level where you're dealing with the pay, making sure the volunteer fire department's paid, the police department's paid, the schools are running correctly. What, what's been the biggest thing? that? What's your biggest takeaway so far? Well, my biggest takeaway is that local government and democracy at the grassroots level is being directly attacked by state houses and the federal administrative state by the imposition of rules that are not, you know, don't even take into the consideration of, you know, the character and the environment and the demographics, you know, in an area like Washington County. They come in and they impose mandates on us whether it's on zoning or housing or group houses going into areas, um, environmental rules, um, you know, be it on, you know, dealing with water or farming. Um, and we don't have a voice in any of that. And when we look to our, our legislators, you know, our congressmen, they throw up their hands because the administrative state, Congress has lost control over that. And that's the biggest takeaway. We fund a lot of things, but we don't have control over the county health department or the board of elections or, you know, some of the other departments because the state and the federal government mandate just about everything. Is that administrative state fight? Because we're going to talk about this when we talk about uh, the administrative state and their partnerships with things like Sequoia Capital. Is the administrative state this kind of leviathan at the federal level, the unelected leviathan, which... Uh, interestingly enough, both Donald J. Trump and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. have both said is the number one enemy of freedom here in the United States. Both candidates have said it's not the CCP, they're a close second, um, but it's the administrative state. Do you think the administrative state has a conscious plan actually to make sure that they take away all the independence and freedom of people at the local level by imposing these regulations and then the execution of it and the flooding of the zone of uh, of of the seven trillion dollars in federal spending to just overwhelm you guys? I think there there may be some. Um, I think it's more like a movement, like minded people um, that have the money and the the elite cabal, uh, the inside outside game of the Democratic elite, their donors, Wall Street, uh, looking for global government support of a world health organization, increased mandates and penetration of our society. Combined with technology and, and the corporate barons in the technology world that, you know, you know they're, they're looking at climate change as, 
and climate controls as the vehicle through which they're going to be able to control so much more in our lives. And you know, we just don't have any control over the administrative state. There's no accountability. They can make the rules. And most, if you can have the money to fight it, you probably are going to lose in the long run because the courts are increasingly co-opted. They don't, they're not, you know, they're not interpreting the law and they're not willing to check the scrolls of the administrative state, whether it's for ideological reasons or precedent or those types of things. So, you know, we have an overwhelming challenge and I, I believe there is a bill put in, in the House of Representatives by a Republican congressman, I forget his name, that wants to um, go back to something that was thought of in the 1930s, which is any regulation would, you know, or a group of regulations would require, you know, both the House and the Senate to have majority votes supporting the administrative rules. We have no check on it. No check on it really today. This would take away the legislature, as we say about the Leviathan. The Leviathan has their own, obviously the part of the executive branch, they have the old executive apparatus to execute. They also have a legislative, the federal rules. And these federal rules, they put it out for comment, but they're changing. This is, this is how Washington really works. This is how they really, it's not bills and legislation. Obviously, it's, it's that, taking that bill and translating it into the federal regulations, but then they also have their own. And they've got their own police force. They've got their, you know, each one, the IRS, the the, the uh, EPA, they all have an enforcement mechanism, which a lot of times is jackbooted SWAT guys. I mean, this is what the administrative state has metastasized into. Far be, the progressive left said we've got to become impervious to elections. And the way that we do it is through the alphabet agencies and also the, the massive expansion of, of the cabinet groups. That's why I think that legislation is so important. But the takeaway here is that at the local level where you are involved, you're saying, hey, my fight against the administrative state in the deep state that, that I fight at one level, it's actually rolling up a lot of victories at the, uh, at the, at the, at the grassroots level and the deck plate level. Is that correct? Unfortunately, that is the truth. And, you know, I see it every week in the issues that we deal with, whether it's on zoning, whether it's about agricultural land and conservation or farming or an economic development project. Um, you know, the insertion of Section 8 housings and, you know, and, and large apartments, uh, overriding local zoning about single family homes in an area, overriding yeah. rules about schools and school boundaries and hey, saying... Colonel Harvey, we got a little bit of flexibility with you. I got I got uh, Congressman Burchett on right now. Can you just hang for a second? I want to yes. come back to you. But I got I've got Congressman Burchett. We've actually come back on, and I appreciate you carving time out to do this. This situation, and Tucker emphasized it last night. We had you on the show last week. I don't think we've had a more explosive interview in a long time. It's about this whole national situation, the aliens. Now we've had a whistleblower come up. It's the lead story in the Daily Mail, so it's number one story in the world coming forward and saying, hey, and you kind of alluded to it, that we've actually had some of these aircrafts, uh, we've, we've had dead bodies, people are researching, and there's an arms race between the world's governments to actually reverse engineer this. Is this madness, in, in, or is this reality, uh, Congressman Burchett? I think it's a little bit of madness and a whole lot of reality. Uh, I think that, that I do believe we've recovered craft at some point. You know, how do you, at Roswell, come out and say, uh, the military comes out and says, we've recovered a craft, you know, a saucer. And then the next day they say, oh, we made a mistake. It was a balloon. You know, it just doesn't happen. That's 
that's uh, military intelligence or lack thereof. And, um, and it's complete arrogance on our part. I've talked to multiple people very similar to this man. I haven't talked to him yet. I plan on it. I'd like to get him in our committee at some point. But um, we're only getting about one bite of that apple. I have commitment from the speaker and um, from the committee chairman, Comer, that we will have a hearing on this. But uh, it, it's going to take, again, Steve, it's, it's going to take more than somebody's word. Somebody's got to walk out with physical evidence, either a picture, a video, or something that's undeniable. Matt Gates, myself, and um, Congresswoman Luna were, were briefed on some stuff, and Matt could probably elaborate better on it, but it was literally, it was um, what was described to us was something, I believe Matt said publicly, that it was something that did not exist in any military in the world that he knew of. And, um, and so I, I'm, I'm convinced we, we are not telling the full story. So here's what I understand. Clearly somebody in the Pentagon or the military services are trying to normalize this. It's coming out through some of those channels. You've got it coming out through NASA, but they're very standoffish with the House and with people who investigate. I don't understand what they're trying to accomplish. Why can't they turn? Why can't you guys have full access? Many of you have security clearances that would clear you for this. It's quite confusing. Is somebody trying to normalize? Because people would say right now, the reason we haven't covered as much and only really started with you. We had a few things before, really, with you. We kind of felt, with everything going on, this is the, like the biggest misdirection play on, you know, in history, that w there is aliens and we can actually have physicality to do it. We only want to pursue it if it's real. And that's what's so confusing. Is, is the Pentagon trying to normalize this with Navy pilots showing gun sight photography? Are they leaking no. stuff to you? And if so, why won't they have a full, why won't they have a full disclosure to people like yourself and Gates and Luna that have the security clearances to review it. Because they are driving the bus. They're wanting the funds. They're wanting the money. That's why every department now is coming out with it. And um, and there's a little bit of a false flag, but it's it's it's. I think there's fully something there that they're hiding. They're trying to get the money. They're trying to get the funding. When you talk about the Pentagon um, losing over a billion dollars a year that they can't find, they've never passed an audit since I've been in Congress. You know, it's it's clearly about the money. It's about the funding, and uh, and I think the more you dig into it, that's what it's about. But all, if they would just release the files that I've seen that are redacted, unredacted, why won't they release those? There is nothing to be hidden except the truth, and that's what they're hiding, and uh, and that's why they're doing it. I I think that's why they're doing well, here, it. Now. They're just leaking it out little bits and pieces all over the place. You're, you're, you've convinced Comer's now out saying they're going to have a hearing. That's coming from you. Walk me through. we got about four minutes here. Walk me through what you want to accomplish. Would this hearing be classified behind closed doors, the first one, or no, would this be open to the public? I'm not going to be a part of it if it's classified. That's ridiculous. That's just more of the same. It creates more myths and rumors than it, than it creates facts. I want people. I want the people that are there. I want, I want military folks. I want the experts the people that can that have nothing nothing to lose and nothing to gain by being there. Um, I don't want somebody there on a book selling tour or somebody you know trying to get on talk radio or something. I want these folks that have seen it, that we've got documentation of it, and allow them to describe it, and then then we start delving into it, and then we can start asking why is not why is the military and the industrial war complex not bringing forth more of this information. 
you, you said at the beginning, it might be a little bit of madness, but a lot of reality. Is the part where he said that other nations have got some of these aircraft or, or vehicles and there's a arms race to re-engineer it, can you tell our audience, is that part of the madness or do you believe part of the reality? I believe it's part of the reality. It's just like if I took a, I'm a motorcycle guy, and say I took one of my old Harleys and, and dropped it back um, on the Mayflower, you know, it'd be a bright, shiny object. You know, they might be able to figure out how to start it eventually, but they're not going to figure out how to get the spark plugs out. They're not going to set the timing. They won't even know how to put fuel in it. And, um, and I think that's where we're at with this with this aircraft. It is so technologically advanced um, that it, it just defies all of our reason. Even the videos, the Tic Tac videos, divide, uh, you know, they, they just show things that are not that within our thought process and in our limited knowledge of physics um, that just not possible. It would kill a human being if they were in it. Last question. With everything going on, everything you're fighting for, I mean, we got invasion of the southern border, what's happening in the schools, the massive issues with the debt, the war in Ukraine, the South China Sea. With everything going on and, and the pressure on the American people and just to, what to keep organized, we got about a minute. How high people have come to really trust your judgment. Congressman Birchett, how high a priority should this be, sir? We have aircraft. In our, in our military airspace that we do not control. We have documented 13 near misses. Um, it is very serious. We need to find out what's going on with it, and we need to release to the American public what we know. Colonel, uh, Congressman Burchett, how do people get to you, social media and your website? Yeah, at Tim Burchett is my, is my cool Twitter page where I, I do I even have a cameo occasionally of Gates on there. So, um, yeah, at Tim Burchett, um, and that's that's the cool one. I always get the Bannon bump right after I'm on with you, brother. Thank you so much. People start following. People call me all over the country and a bunch of folks in Tennessee. Man, they love you, brother. So thank you. Well, I got to tell you, uh, the audience has uh, has really taken to you and really trust your judgment and your wisdom. Congressman Burchett, this is a big one. We take your word for it. We're going to make it a super high priority here. So thank you. Thank you much for taking time away today. I know it's busy. So thank you, sir. Uh -oh. God bless you, Steve. Thanks for putting the truth out there, brother. When you're over the target, that's when they hit and fire at you the most. And brother, they're firing at you a lot. So you must be over some serious targets. Thank you. Keep it up, man. Thank you. Br thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Okay, short commercial break. We're going to turn. We got Derek Harvey. We're going to talk Sequoia Capital. We're going to talk 23 categories, a... Uh, a Strategic Assessment Group in Australia, 23 military categories. What Birch is talking about, advanced technology. Chinese Communist Party lead in 19 of them. Suck on that. And you know why? American innovation and technology was given to them. Colonel Derek Harvey next in the war room. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models. And beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, 
we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skincare, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views, publicsq.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner, and you can get started today at publicsq.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner, download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. In today's world, we face challenges like government overreach, attacks on communication, global conflicts, and natural disasters. And relying on your cell phone in these scenarios simply won't cut it. That's why I've been partnering with Satellite Phone Store over the last year to help you stay prepared and ensure your vital communication remains private. They're one of America's largest satellite telecom companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. For a limited time, get an Inmarsat, Insat phone or Iridium 955 satellite phone for free. Let me repeat that. An Inmarsat, ISAT phone or Iridium 955 satellite phone for free. These are top of the line. Iridium phones work anywhere on earth with a clear view of the sky. Cell coverage reaches only 7% of the earth, while Iridium covers 100% of the earth. Satellite phones provide secure communication with no tracking or eavesdropping. Even the U.S. military uses Iridium. If cell towers go down for any reason, your satellite phone still works. Now, don't miss this offer. In addition, we work with the folks at the Satellite Phone Store to secure a special discount for our subscribers. Use promo code STEVE50 to waive the $50 activation fee. Let me use that again. The promo code STEVE50, STEVE50, to waive the $50 activation fee and get 10% off products like generators, Faraday bags, or solar panels in May with code STEVE2023. Let me give that to you again. You get 10% off products like generators, the Faraday bags, or solar panels in the month of May with code STEVE2023. Now visit Satellite Phone Store today. Go visit sat123.com. That's sat123.com. Life can change in an instant, so don't wait. Stay prepared, connected, and protect your privacy. Visit sat 123.com. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty dollars And COVIDtaxrelief.org 
just got a large distribution business, almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, Colonel Derek Harvey uh, joins us. Colonel, I, I, I can't admire you enough for the, the, the work that you're doing and, and what you're doing back in, in Washington County out in Western Maryland, which is truly God's country. Um, but you've had a big victory this week. I want to make sure everybody understands this. You have been at the forefront um, of the defense of this nation both as active duty military officer when you were in combat yourself and, and, and did so much in Iraq uh, to really change the course of that of that conflict and, and save American lives and really make that mess uh, as best as we can make it, given the, the major strategic problems we had there. Also, in House Intel and with the, in, in the Trump administration, one of the things you, you've, you've focused on a lot, you said, hey, there's something, we have a system and a model here that is deeply wrong. And that is the pension fund money. First of all, the tax money from, from the MAGA people, from working class people, middle class Americans, and their pension funds are being actually used to destroy them. And the way that's happening, it's funding technologies that the Chinese Communist Party get their hands on and their pension fund money to support venture capital and private equity, which they have no decision on, no choice on, but that they're the asset managers the pension fund managers are giving these organizations and these organizations are at the forefront of having not just business relationships, but even deeper than business relationships with the Chinese Communist Party. This week, and this was a direct response to you coming forward, uh, Brian Costello coming forward, Lee Smith doing reporting, Natalie Winters, a host of people, but really led and inspired by you, that Sequoia Capital this week announced, because they're running for cover right now. They're going to try to put up every kind of false, uh, false uh, flag and or false, uh, uh, you know, structure in the world, Potemkin Village, to protect themselves. As Jack Posobiec said today in the morning show, Jack dropped by, and he's talking about this pedophilia report in the Wall Street Journal. And he said, "Hey, the buried lead there is they're trying to get the heat off TikTok, right? That says, oh, they did the, the analysis of TikTok." And Jack made the point that no one has ever seen the amount of money. That is flooding Washington D.C. right now by the lobbyists, uh, by their by their allies to protect TikTok from being taken down. Even as today, the South China Morning Post reports that TikTok directly gave up all the information on the Hong Kong protesters to the Chinese Communist Party. It helped led to their, their thing. 
There's no difference between the CCP and TikTok. When Jack Kosobik says the city's swamped in this money, talk to me about Sequoia. And Sequoia, this this huge victory he had, but is it just a false front? Is it just a Potemkin village? They're just trying to hide from our onslaught and our investigation, sir. Well, Steve, I want to thank you for those comments, but I also want to thank you for the help in getting the word out on Sequoia and all the other issues that you've been focusing on. You know, Sequoia Capital is the starship of the Chinese enterprise to raid and acquire American R&D on one hand, but also to uh, co-opt and in some cases coerce, you know, Wall Street, venture capital firms, big banks, uh, and significant influencers across our country. They don't want to deal with our government so much anymore. They want to deal with all those influencers for the pressure points, and they co-opt them. Now, you know, Sequoia Capital, we have been over the target because we can see what they've, they've done. Neil Shen, who is a critical advisor, a Chinese person, who was the uh, advisor to President Xi uh, over there, um, and has outlined the strategies for advancing in 10 critical technologies for the last 10 years, was the global steward for Sequoia Capital. And Sequoia Capital had you know, Sequoia Capital China, Sequoia Capital U.S., Sequoia Capital Europe, Sequoia Capital in India. And they have changed the names now. And, you know, the Chinese version is now called Hong Shan. OK, and they've disassociated with the U.S. firm uh, Sequoia, called Sequoia Capital, which will remain Sequoia Capital. They've also, you know, rebranded some other things. And Neil Shen, you know, a few months ago, resigned uh, from his prominent position. But these are, this is just moving chairs on the ship. You know, tobacco companies change their names, change their brands, but they still produce cigarettes. And that's what these guys are doing. They're still co-opting, still supporting, you know, espionage, the theft of R&D. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I want to use something, and I want to use a third party. I want to say, this yep. is not Derek Harvey. This is not Steve Bannon. It's not Breitbart Gateway Pundit. It's not Citizens Free Press. not Raheem, the team of National Pulse. To prove your point, I want to take two independent groups. The, the, the I think the Australian Strategic Policy Institute right. and the Voice of America. And people know I've been hammering Voice of America from time immemorial. Right. Tell me, the, 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 the Australian Strategic Policy Institute, about as distant from us as you possibly get, but a, a great organization, and, and they don't pull any punches. They did an assessment of 23 different categories of military technologies. And in that, they said the Chinese Communist Party lead in 19 of the 23. And most of those are about focused on about what you would have to do to make sure that you had full access to Taiwan through the Seventh Fleet. Voice of America has done a series of amazing articles about that that said, hey, this is a massive national security issue. And the reason is all of this technology was essentially transferred from the United States. Derek, walk me through that, how we've had independent verification of this. Okay, well, the, the, the Australian think tank it wrote that out, and it's a very good study. And it it is consistent with everything that I saw when I was on the House Intelligence Committee. I'll just say that. Um, you know, whether it's hypersonics or, you know, underwater warfare or quantum physics, you know, 
the Sequoia Capitals of the world and a few others have been, you know, investing with their venture capital firm with finances in a lot of startups and biosciences and these other fields like the hypersonic R&D. And, you know, they underwrite it, they find something that works or they get the information. They put people from their team on the management teams and they're on the boards and therefore they get the R&D. And in a lot of cases, that research and development is migrated over to China. Um, or they invest in something here, like you know, a firm in, in Arizona, and they conveniently shut it down because it's in, involved in space warfare and it's a threat. And they understand what's going on there and then they shut it down. And we don't develop those capabilities here to protect our own country, but they get migrated over to China. Um, and this is being actively supported and financed by companies like Sequoia Capital, um, BlackRock and others who make handsome profits because Sequoia Capital China, tied to the Chinese, Chinese Communist Party, and actually one and the same in my view, because every, there's no such thing as a private enterprise firm in China. Um, they are the gatekeeper and they enable, uh, they guarantee success and those profits are controlled. And I'll just say something here, just an interesting aside, you know, FTX, um, the founder of FTX, the you know, that went under uh, and was investigated, he tried to get a billion dollars out of China, um, and you know that's one of the charges because he paid a bribe of forty million dollars to get get that out of China. China controls the money and the profits there, and then you so you have to have a good relationship to get the money out. I believe that Sequoia Capital was involved in that, and they're probably unnamed conspirators in that charge on FTX. You know, and we're digging into that to get more confirmation. But I, I want, hang on, before you get off FTX, hang, hang on, I want to get, before FTX too, it's reported today that I think FTX put 200, correct me if I'm wrong, I think put $200 million into the artificial intelligence uh, fund, and they're actually talking today that the value of that may be so increased, that could end up paying off a lot of the customers they ripped off in crypto. My point is, is that, that's how explosive the the um, Sequoia and other of these funds in artificial intelligence that are dealing directly with the Chinese Communist Party. I want to go back to one thing and make sure people understand it. It's the work of the CCP to help their old friends and partners make 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 these enormous returns that attract more American capital to it. Walk me through how the CCP underwrites, mitigates the risk mitigates the risk of their partners like Sequoia Capital so that they are going to have higher returns and therefore be more attractive to American, uh, you know, the American uh, pension funds? Well, the Chinese Communist Party with Sequoia Capital China, they they pick the winners and losers and they can guarantee us a, a success. And if something isn't actually panning out, they can make sure that they profit in another basket area, another bucket of the investment. Um, and those profits then, you know, once they're approved to be taken out, you know, are then, you know, it's a significant profit. And some of these things are going back into th things like Crankstart, which is a, you know, a, a 501c3 that's worth multi-billion dollars that then funds um, lawfare against conservative causes and supports leftist causes across the board. Um, 
this this collaborative relationship again you're not allowed to fail if you're on side and you know one of the things that we found out in our in our research on HIPSI as well as with the congressional research service is that some of the, that the chinese government opens up like seven or eight uh, opportunities for an investment in an area and you know the massachusetts pension fund will put money into it and thrift savings would do that and blackrock or others but one of those uh a major company like Luckin Coffee that collapsed, it's sort of a fraud. It's not following any accounting principles. The numbers are inflated. And the, that's a loser. But the money that goes into that loser winds up paying off Chinese officials. And it's part of the corruption game over there in China where they get paid off along with the American investors when they're guaranteed in, they're guaranteed returns. And, and so, you know, DOJ and, and the FBI know a lot about this stuff, and so does the Security and Exchange Commission. But the but, uniparty elite on, on all sides are tied into this. And I'll just mention McCarthy. The, the largest donors yeah. to McCarthy are the Sequoia Capital family members like, you know, uh, Mr. Leone and Moritz and their wives and their families. And I've got the sheet right here someplace that lays it out, and it's, you know, McCarthy's Victory Fund is is massively supported by the Sequoia Capital people. Hang on a second. We know I want to bifurcate this. I've got about eight minutes. So I want to take this. I, I know we have the reason the anti-CCP right, particularly the MAGA right, uh, we're, we're having to fight this on two fronts. Number one, we have the Wall Street Silicon Valley oligarchs that are very tied to the Democratic Party. I just want to make sure for people to understand this to contextualize it. Nancy Pelosi went from a backbench nobody when she first mm -hmm. won. And I think her issue was like school board, something like that. And when she won right after Tiananmen and or right around the time of Tiananmen, she was a fire breathing because of her district, anti-CCP. She went to Tiananmen Square and won the first anniversary and almost got arrested for, for being part of, uh, of putting flowers on there, which they don't. Uh, she wised up and became, she was the one that shook down the four horsemen, the four investment banks in San Francisco they're doing tech and she's the first one to go to Silicon Valley and really go to Sand Hill Road and, and starts to shake down the, the, the tech oligarchs for big money. She became the number one fundraiser in the Democratic Party. Her path to power is directly, directly tied, directly tied to the rise of Silicon Valley and its involvement in getting involved in politics and that politics was always left wing democratic politics this is also one of the reasons the ccp she went from a ccp fighter to kind of you know until she went to taiwan at the end kind of she would give some lip service to it but really didn't fight it the it's always been associated with the democratic party and that and you can walk through chapter and verse of maritz and their involvement in these these not-for-profits and the these foundations where they put the stock in it's a whole scam it's a whole i shouldn't say scam it's a whole industrial system we can walk you through the whole way there's a logic to the to the to system and the process we can walk you through it. You're also saying, though, and this gets to why Mike Turner, a Republican congressman from Ohio, is the one that shut down this investigation. The question gets to me when, when Derek and we started doing this, I go, well, hang on. We're the anti-CCP party. We're the ones that want a direct confrontation with the CCP or even with Mike Gallagher, see him as a strategic competitor. How could we possibly, how could we possibly, I can understand shift. I don't understand ourselves. So walk me through that. You're saying, once again, Steve, you're missing the point of the money trail. Walk right. me through this new development of the money trail of funding 
establishment Republicans and in doing that, buying them off to shut down investigations on Sequoia Capital? Well, in the summer of 2020, uh, you know, we opened the investigation of Sequoia and others. Not a, we were looking at Chinese influence and how it worked. And so you know, Sequoia was one company among several hundred that we looked at, but it really, you know, it was just so important from the data that we were looking at. So we sent a letter to Sequoia with 28 questions. And they're the, they're the one firm, the only firm that never responded. And shortly after getting that, that letter, um, you know, I had a source that we were using. His name was Brian Costello, who's been on your show. And just out of curiosity, we started looking at, you know, FEC, the Federal Election Commission reportings and looking for names from Sequoia Capital. And they hadn't really been contributors to major Republicans, uh, mostly all leftist Democrats. And we started to see this pickup of donations that corresponded with the start of our Sequoia uh, Capital inquiries directed at them. And it just built. So whereas now, you know, you've got them, you know, as individuals making hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, each, you know, husbands, wives, sons, sons-in-laws to, you know, McCarthy, uh, McCarthy's Victory Fund. And we also saw an increase to the Republican Senate Leadership Fund uh, run by McConnell. So you just have to ask yourself, you know, when we are concerned from a MAGA perspective about, and Trump fought hard for this, to protect the economic security of America, to protect the jobs and bring jobs home, which directly brought us into contention more more so with China, because China was so involved in undermining our economic security and our national security. Both of those things were really important. And then we started to see this opposition, even from some of our own party members. When Devin resigned, Mike Turner fleeted up, and within three weeks, he shut down the Sequoia investigation. And he was put there by McCarthy. I'm, now, those you are facts. Are you, how, are you you connect, how you connect the dots, I think there's a connection. This is what I don't understand. I want to go back over this again. The investigation that we're doing from the outside has been so powerful that Sequoia is afraid. And I want you to give me one more time. we got a couple of minutes. How they broke into these three parts to try to avoid direct connections before. Given what we've done on the outside, the inside information, what you're able to garner, has to be so powerful how could possibly the House Intelligence Committee, controlled by Republicans, stop it? It's outrageous. The Times of London, they're having front-page stories. Many, many media companies are starting to focus on this. How can House Intelligence, what could be the logic of shutting down this investigation, Derek? There would be no logic. Um, I do know from, from a rational perspective, but Mike Turner's focused on Europe and Ukraine. McCarthy has interest. Money was starting to, to flow in. Uh, it could have been a, a could have been a uh, um, a quid pro quo. I don't know. Uh, we know that the FBI uh, had lots of information about Sequoia, and we know the American intelligence company uh, community had a lot of information about Chinese influence through companies like Sequoia. And the Republican committee report uh, from October. Republican Congressional Committee report 
you know, outlines a lot of this in the October 2020 report. Okay. And, you know, it just goes on and it's our efforts, your efforts, and it's finally getting into the media more um, because we're having an effect. But will it actually change is my question because they're trying to obfuscate and change the target set and there's going to be nothing to see here. And there's been a lot of, I, I will say, we talked to Wall Street, we've talked, Wall Street Journal and a lot of media folks, you know, at Fox and at CBS and at PBS and other places to try and provide the deep background, answer all the questions. And the, they don't do it because their editors or seniors don't want to touch this issue, just like DOJ doesn't want to touch uh, it. Derek, uh, we we're going to force the we're going to be a forcing function here. We got to bounce. I want uh, to make sure people get all your touch points and including the fact they can find out more about you as as a county supervisor. I think it's quite inspirational. Okay. I'm at DerekHarvey.org and I'm at, at, that's my webpage. And then Derek at Derek Harvey on, on uh, Trump social. And then at Colonel D Harvey on Twitter. Those are my three touch points. And I do public speaking, uh, Steve. I'm working, doing consulting. I still focus on the Middle East, and I'm traveling around the country speaking on Middle East-focused conferences. So, um, you know, I, I'm staying engaged on the national level. We, we, are, we are trying to get uh, Derek's uh, maniacal focus on, on China from the Middle East. But, you know, the, the CENTCOM guys, <laughs> tough to teach old CENTCOM dogs new East Asian right. tricks, I guess. This is. Yeah. Colonel Harvey, you're a hero and a patriot. Thank, Thank you. you very much. We're gonna be we're gonna be back here at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. The one commitment I will make to you, the show will be on fire. You've been in the war room. I want to thank uh, the team at Lindell TV, the great production team out in uh, Memphis. Uh, thank everybody in uh, our team here. See you tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. CovidTaxRelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. covidtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly 250 grand. And covidtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit covidtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's covidtaxrelief.org, covidtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with covidtaxrelief.org. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China. And medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. 
Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. 